Worship Innovators Conference is bringing together worship leaders and innovators to help you become an expert at using technology in worship. Every worship leader can become an innovator. Take your worship services to the next level by learning how to use the latest and best technology available for worship leaders today. You'll learn practical tools that every worship leader needs to know in 2020. Discover how to become more efficient in planning, being prepared for the unexpected, and how to integrate the best technology for tracks, charts, service planning, and more. The entire conference will be led and taught by the worship companies you love. Join Praise Charts, Planning Center, Loop Community, Church Front, and many more. You'll learn from the experts in worship innovation and connect with other like-minded worship leaders. We'll worship together, build community, hear inspiring and practical talks, and go deeper in focused breakout sessions. You don't want to miss this. Join us for a different kind of worship conference and get ready to become an expert at using technology in worship. Limited space is available, so reserve your spot today at worshipinnovators.com. But what they find is like, actually, these people may be able to lead songs and look cool and sound cool, but they lack a spiritual depth to them. Because that's not what we're cultivating. Yeah. We've cultivated something completely different. So again, the why behind everything that we do is so important and when it comes to how we look for worship leaders and how we bring them up. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Loop Community Podcast. Today, we are going to dive into a topic that I'm sure many of you have experienced as worship leaders or are going through or will at some point, and that is burnout. The feeling of just not wanting to lead every single week, feeling like you're tired, you're stressed, it's too much for you. And so Matt McCoy is going to interview Lucas and Evelyn Cortazio. They go to Community Christian Church in Naperville, Illinois. They are worship pastors at the church. And they're going to talk about knowing the why and what you do and how that can help you avoid burnout. They'll also talk about empowering your worship team to step up so that they can take some of the burden away from you and to know when to take a break from leading, knowing when you need a week off, a month off, or just some time to be able to step back and how to actually achieve that and what to do while you're on that break. So this is a great interview. We're going to jump right in and also make sure to check out Community Music, which is their church's band. They have an awesome song called Make Room. You can listen to it on Spotify and get the master tracks on loopcommunity.com. All right, Lucas and Evelyn, thanks for joining the Loop Community podcast. Good to see you guys. Thank you for having us. You guys are actually in the trenches every single week, leading worship, leading a team. And uh, so I feel like there's tons of wisdom and knowledge that we can uh, learn from you guys. And so I thought it'd be great to have you on the podcast to talk about that. So Lucas and Evelyn, you guys are leading worship at Community Christian Church in Naperville, but there's a bunch of other campuses. And uh, as well as doing community music, just tell us a little bit about what your life looks like (laughs) leading at community. (laughs) Oh man, Uh, so we've been here... For almost five years now and they brought us in uh they brought me in first the first worship pastor that we actually hired full-time for our church we have 10 locations uh they hired me at the naperville location uh it's called the yellow box we have eight in the burbs and two in the city and so um along the last five years uh we you know we went from having one worship pastor to now we have 
nine worship pastors, uh, basically, and we're looking for a new worship pastor right now, actually, in one of our campuses in Yorkville. But uh, every location now has a worship pastor. Um, most of them are full time. And uh, my role now is to both lead at you know the worship culture at um, at Naperville, but also to coach and champion our worship culture across our ten locations. Uh, and we do that uh, both on a you know a week to week basis here. Um, you know, regular job, you know how it is. And then also through community music, which yep. is, uh, you know, more of like the artist side of things as well. But it, it really has helped us build culture. And then Evelyn, you want to talk about what you yeah. a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm a worship leader. Um, and you guys are married. We are married. All right, all right. Yes, Just for all three. the listeners to know. <laughs> yes. We are married. We have three kids. So yeah, we're in the right. thick of it. 12, 10, and 7. Wow. Um, and um, so I worship lead on Sundays, but I'm the worship pastor for our student community community here. So we have services. Middle school uh, meets on Wednesday nights. High school meets on Sunday nights. Mm. Um, and we have four services with the adults. Wow. So three on Sunday and then one on Monday nights. That's a lot <laughs> yeah, to balance. It is a lot to balance. And in, in, um, in all honesty, I think the, I think the hardest thing... Uh, isn't um, isn't just the stuff that we do on the stage. I mean, that's mm. you you've done this, Matt, for a while. It gets to a point where it's it's almost second nature uh, to us. We have a catalog which helps a lot. We're not doing a ton of new songs all the time, so um, the stage stuff comes actually at some point pretty easily, mm. uh, or it has come for us. But um, the real work I find is off the stage. It's like the relationships. It's the one on ones. But Evelyn cares for um, a lot of our locations when it comes to the students. Uh, we're both pouring into people on a one-on-one basis weekly. So lots of one-on-one meetings, lots of regular staff meetings. You have, you know, run-of-the-mill um, <clears throat> church stuff that we that we have to do. But yeah. um, and then we're we're involved in some external things as well. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, it's all fun. So <laughs> how many week, how many weeks a year would you say that you lead worship? Uh, about for me, about forty-five. Okay. Depends on the year, really. It used to be like 50, 50, 52 weeks when I, when they first brought me on. And uh, we're slowly uh, having more and more people uh, into uh, into that slot of yeah. worship leaders uh, in our in our location, our, our main location, not right. the church's main location, but where we serve the most is, is in Naperville. Uh, we have about three or four apprentices right now. We can talk more about that, too. Yeah. Um, but we're finding more and more rest. Like this Sunday, I'm not on stage. Two Sundays ago, yeah. I wasn't on stage. So things are shifting. And that's what we want. We yeah. want to be about twice a month. Um, yeah. So that number needs to drop from 45 to like 27 to 30. Mm-hmm. That's where we want to be. Yeah, see, and that's that's what's hard about leading worship is that it's you plan for the Sunday and then another seven days rolls around and there's another Sunday. So how do you guys avoid feeling burnout? I, I think the main thing is under like, Knowing the why behind what you do, um, having purpose behind what you do. Um, if you're just a lot of the times, like I think if you're doing it just as a as a job or as a have to, um, that's when I feel a lot of burnout can come uh, from. So knowing the why, understanding why why we do what we do, and and and, and keeping our hearts aligned with God's heart um, first and foremost keeps our keeping our hearts aligned, our minds aligned. And just, uh, you know, being led by the Holy Spirit in that. So that's the main, I'd say the main thing, right? Yeah, we can talk about boundaries and all that stuff. And I think, obviously, if you're not keeping good boundaries, 
you're in trouble <laughs> if you're not if you're not keeping uh yeah. you know um, a sabbath perhaps you yeah. know on a weekly basis right. uh you're going to find yourself in trouble at some point but so how really, do you do that though if you're at a church that's like let's just say you're at a church that's like go yeah. go go you got to be in meetings you got to be at your desk nine to five yeah um well i i think those are conversations to be had i think if if you're in a situation where your boss doesn't care about your your health then that then i, I think it's it kind of starts there if, if the church doesn't care about health then because what we're talking about is not just productivity right it, it's health it's long term so the church is only worried about the next <clears throat> seven days and not really dreaming about the next five years or ten years. Then uh, I find a lot of a lot of folks <clears throat> find themselves in, in in tough situations because of that. So I think the why, it like Evelyn was saying, is really the key to finding health, to finding balance, to finding that you are spirit led. You know, uh, and when you are spirit led, I think you and I were talking about when you are spirit led, it's it's even beyond balance because there are seasons where you just go crazy all the time like for for you know eight weeks uh you know 16 weeks you're just going <clears throat> time after time after time you know, every week you got tons of things going and extra stuff uh but then but then that's just a season and you're going to find rest later if you are having the why conversation if you are having the health conversation mm -hmm. with your with your staff with your boss we are for fortunate yeah. enough that that's a conversation that we have here all the yeah. time not just between us and the folks that lead us but between us and the folks that we're leading we yeah. want health for everybody uh, so what days off do you have during the week friday and saturday yeah okay so when you look at that's pretty good two back to back that's nice used to be monday yeah. used to be monday and saturday um yeah. because then this was mainly in boston when we had just we, it was a church plan we had just planted the second location um and we're doing setup and tear down and really if you've done that before you know how hard you know how hard that is um and you know a physical and mental toll uh on that sunday and then you know you wake up monday and you're just you're just gone yeah you, you need you need we needed that day mm. and once we moved here it's a bigger church now the, our location we're not doing as much set up and tear down so for us it just made sense especially with the kids growing older to have kind of a weekend not that yeah. that friday and saturday mm -hmm. um and those are, yeah, those are regular days off for us. And it kind of worked out because now we have Monday night services. So that's true. It oh, kind of yeah, worked good. out. Then we have yeah. the whole Friday and the whole Saturday. So if you were sitting over coffee with like a young worship leader who's just getting started and he told you, hey, I have Fridays and Saturdays off. Those are my two days off. Yeah. What, what would you tell this worship leader to do that would be something that would be pouring into themselves during those two days so that then they're, you know, filled to actually pour out into their congregation and team what are some like practical things i mean and it's it's hard to not just get stuck on like the cliche like well yeah <laughs> that's read the bible exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. you know i mean those are and, and again I'll, I'll just say those out loud just so folks don't think we're not saying that <laughs> yeah. but yes if you're not starting with daily scripture you know time in the word and and, and then time of prayer then again you're going to find yourself in a tough spot at some point everyone will i don't care how tough you think you are how strong you think you are, you're going to find yourself in a, in a tough situation. But I think uh, alongside those things, I think what's what's really important for us is the relationships that we've built, um, both in our teams, but also kind of outside of our team staff, <coughs> and then and then with friends and friends that have become family, uh, people that really pour into our hearts. For example, I have a, a, a weekly meeting with two guys from our church who are not musicians or artists um, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, they're good friends, people that I trust, people that pour into my life. 
And a lot of our conversation is in a, an accountability conversation, which again, if you if you put it in the, the, the healthy perspective of things, uh, it's actually very life-giving. So I find myself learning a ton. We, we read stuff together. We're going through a Richard Rohr book right now. Uh, and, and that alongside all the other relationships that we've built around us keep us hungry for more. It keeps us vitalized for what's, a, what's ahead. It, it keeps us uh, rested. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it really, it really boils down to relationships up to me outside of, um, outside of scripture reading and, you know, prayer, you know, time of prayer and, and worship. Mm-hmm. Right. That's an even mm-hmm. longer conversation at some point we should have. <laughs> I'm at, well, I'm gonna throw you a fastball here. Have you ever yeah. had a season where you're just like, I'm tired of leading worship? <laughs> <laughs> like I've led so, you know, I'm like, yeah. I'm leading so much. I'm just like, gosh, I don't really feel like doing this right now. Tired of leading worship, tired of leading people. Yes, yeah. we've, we've both. We've both. And people, yeah, people can be hard. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. leading worship on a Sunday, on a lot of Sundays, can be hard in itself. But then being like a worship pastor and pastoring people throughout the right. week, that's a whole other thing. That's harder, I think. That's very, <laughs> that, that is, is that is harder. Because again, especially when you're like going back a little bit to like to the Sabbath and the rest, because you're a pastor and you're not kind of like just a worship leader and kind of like, okay, we've rehearsed, everything is planned, we're, we sound tight, Sunday's coming, right? Um, pastoring people, that's, you know, you get texts, you mm-hmm. get, you know, you, calls, email. calls, emails and things. And that's what it gets, it, it becomes really hard yeah. to, to be, to be spirit, it's a spirit led even, like you need the Holy Spirit to kind of help you in, yeah. in setting those boundaries and what you say yes to, what you say no to. Um, so that is yes, a totally different. Yeah, that's interesting because it really is a totally different thing from like song leading to like <laughs> right. to people leading. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and Matt, just on that, I feel like. By the way, I don't want. I don't love the term worship leader. Um, let, let me just say that out loud. I think if we set up the folks that we think have, are gifted to do that, uh, if we set them up as worship pastors <clears> more and more uh, in our local church and our local context. I feel like those those folks would be way better set up for success in their daily lives. Yes, it's it's a, a little bit harder, but again, that's I feel like that's the bigger why behind everything that we do is that shepherding relationship that we have with our team. It's that shepherding relationship that we have with our church. Uh, it's really um, you know we become culture creators instead of just people who are you know doing a task. You know, and yeah. I feel to go back to the burnout situation. I feel like that's when people burn out is when they feel like they are just just doing a task at yeah. the end of the day, week after week. And it's like, oh man, I'm tired of this. Yeah, yeah. It's and more, we've, we've both been there. Yeah, it's more of a have to exactly. than I get to. It's yeah. a have to, you know, Sunday's always coming. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. So let's just say someone's at a church and, they're, and they've been given the title worship leader. Yeah. Because I completely agree with you that I do think there's actually, there's a significant <clears throat> difference in the philosophy behind worship leader versus worship pastor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because someone can lead songs but not have any idea how to actually pastor and lead and even lead people. Um, yeah. You're just a song leader, and but there's no <laughs> like depth and spiritual, uh, yeah, spiritual depth that actually has like deeper roots to keep you grounded yeah. and nourished and healthy in your leading. My question is like, let's just say you're at a church where that you have been given a title worship leader. Do you think that it's possible to? kind of break out of that box and be a worship pastor yeah i hope so yeah. can you give yourself <laughs> an, your own title yeah i think 
And that's kind of what happened with hmm. us here, mm-hmm. in a sense. I mean, they, they brought us in, and really, it was, they were looking for a worship leader. That's what they were looking for. They were looking for a worship leader. I think they had no idea what they found in, in both me and Evan. <laughs> I apologize, Community Christian Church, for all the trouble that we've caused <laughs> over the last five years. But but in all honesty, I think they, they had in their minds, and you know, <clears throat> churches, our organizations have these sometimes. They have an idea of what a row should look like, even a job description, all that stuff, and I think over the last, you know, 20, 30 years, we've lost sight. There's a great book out there called Worship Pastor. Uh, we've lost sight of, of what even that means for the local church, the role of the worship pastor. It's become some, again, that's a bigger conversation that we can talk about it uh, that perhaps at another time. But I would certainly hope that someone could come in like we have. Uh, you come in and you have an organization that has an idea of what you should be doing but I think if you have wisdom and you are and you are spirit led, most importantly, I think you can you can change that culture. We've seen it happen here. You know, it's not easy. It's yeah. hard. It's hard work. Yeah. I don't think, Matt, everyone is called to change mm-hmm. that culture. If I'm being completely honest, I think I think that's a specific calling for some folks to change that culture. But I, I certainly hope it's it's doable. And if you find yourself in a situation where you're just going I don't love this enough. I don't. I don't love the why behind this thing enough. This changing of the culture, or re, you know, re-giving myself a different title, whatever that means. Because at the end of the day, the title doesn't really matter. It's how you do with it, right? It's it's how you spend your time. It's it's what you bring into the table. If you find yourself in that situation, I mean, I would I would really look into the Holy Spirit and see if if that's the place for you. Uh, maybe it's one of the situations where you're on the right bus, but you're on the wrong seat of the bus. You're not going to be the person that's going to change the culture. You might be a great person to keep the culture going after it's changed. Does that make sense? Uh, but you're not you're not the person to change the culture. So self-evaluation there I think is super important. It's the body, man. We're yeah. all we're all called to do different things. Yeah. And I think we created this little box called the worship leader. Uh, and most of our churches, unfortunately, that <clears throat> means something yeah. that I think is very I don't know, maybe less than I think the weight that comes from that title, worship leader or worship yeah. pastor. What would you say um, to someone who maybe loves leading worship, is good at it, but doesn't, maybe if they're being completely honest, they don't love the people part. <laughs> and maybe, <laughs> you know? Yes. And they just... Go ahead. <laughs> you can talk about maybe that. Maybe they even lack a element uh, of compassion or feeling of responsibility to pastor people. Um, now, now be shepherding. I know. I know. <laughs> and I'm trying... Um, There are a lot of things to think about there. If we're talking about actually encountering a person like that, I would probably want to have multiple coffees with this person Mm. and, and kind of pray together and hopefully lead them to a place where they either understand and that's not all of, that's such a small part of worship leading even, Mm -hmm. um, because again, I love what you said about song leading, because I mean, we even had that role here yeah. at our location for a while for people that just wanted to lead songs. It takes a, a whole lot more to lead worship and to, and to, to create culture yeah. and lead on the stage and especially off the stage. Yeah. So I would hopefully, you know, have lots of conversation and pray together um, because I really believe that it might feel good and it might be good for a while for that person, but burnout is is obviously coming. Yeah. It's obviously coming for that person. Yeah. I was going to say that I I feel like I've seen the revolving door almost like shorten in time for worship leaders 
yeah. in the past couple of years. And I kind of think it's partly because churches are just wanting to hire a cool, young, like song leader. Yeah. Right. But what right. they find is like, actually, these people may be able to lead songs and look cool and sound cool, but they lack mm-hmm. a spiritual depth to them. Right. Yep. That's on us. That's on the right. church. That's on, um, man, yeah. the, I can't tell the amount of conversations I've had over the last five years that are on that. You know, ch- big churches looking for people who can lead well on and off the stage and are working with Vander Blumen or all the he- great headhunters out there mm-hmm. and they can't find anybody mm-hmm. because that's not what we're cultivating. Yeah. We've right. cultivated something completely different. So again, the why behind everything that we do is so important and when it comes to uh, you know how we look for worship leaders and how we bring them up even in our local context our schools all of that stuff i mean it it, it needs some rethinking i think yeah because otherwise <laughs> it does lead to burnout yeah. What, oh, yeah what are some ways that a worship pastor could empower their team and the volunteers on their team to maybe help take some of the weight of leading every week yeah so that yeah. is actually a thing that we we love not just to talk about, but to practice uh, at our church here. One of the things that we're known for is multiplication. You know, our lead pastor, Dave Ferguson, and you know his brother, John Ferguson, they've, they've written a bunch of, of books on that. And really for us, it's always we're asking the question of who's next. Like, who, who are we pouring into? So uh, like when I said earlier in the conversation, we have apprentices. I have a couple of apprentices. Evelyn, right now you have three, 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 or, three or four, four apprentices. Four, yeah. um, and those <clears throat> folks are walking with us. Sometimes on a, you know, a monthly basis, we're meeting over coffee. We're having, uh, we call it the one-on-one conversations. And uh, we really want to make sure that they're doing well, you know, relationally, physically, mentally, and spiritually. Um, it is a discipleship conversation. We use the word apprenticeship. Um, and at the end of the day, we're, we're, we're hoping that they get to a place where they're not only doing what we can do, they're doing it better. And then they're also bringing up three, four, five different, you know, other apprentices under themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's if you start, you know, I I I coach you know, two or three, or I apprentice two or three folks. Uh, if we get to a point where each of them are apprenticing one or two, and then those people are, you, you create a movement, right? And so multiplication for us mm-hmm. begins and ends with apprenticeship. It's, hey, Evelyn, I think you you could do what I do, right? So we start with this conversation called I see in you. I see in you the potential to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. In this case, worship leading. I think I think you could lead. I heard you singing or somebody told me that you sing or I saw a video, whatever. I approached the person with that. <laughs> and once the person says yes, then we walk, we go on a journey together uh, mm-hmm. of what we call, again, apprenticeship. Uh, and we're bringing them up both, you know, with the why, which is the most important, we call that heart posture here. Uh, and then the secondary piece, which unfortunately a lot of churches make primary, which is excellence. We want them to be really good on stage as well. So mm. we're not compromising on excellence. Uh, we want that to be a part of the conversation. It just, it's not primary. There's a, there's something primary there, which is the hard posture. It's understanding yeah. what worship even is mm-hmm. and why we do anything that we do on the stage. And then most importantly, off the stage yeah would you add anything to that it just becomes a kingdom conversation that beyond a role conversation right if you're thinking of the king kingdom you're thinking of how can i empower how can i pour into you basically working yourself out of your own job yes um and that in itself i mean developing people you're pouring into people you're multiplying there is no way that you're not going to have a good team a strong team and again, with the one-on-ones, 
-hmm. accountability is a huge thing how are you doing you know what i mean you need we need people like that in our lives yes and our team needs people like us or others around yeah um to keep them accountable are you you know resting are you you know taking time setting boundaries and all of that so and, and Matt, real quick on that too, I feel like there's such a, a scarcity mentality a lot of the times that prevents us from from multiplying ourselves or reproducing ourselves mm-hmm. in other people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes, especially music. I don't know if you've encountered this, but I certainly have where you're going like, well, if, I, if I'm a drummer and I bring up two other drummers alongside me, I'm going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I won't get to play anymore. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's a scarcity mentality. So for us, it's always... Asking of you know the question who's next? Who are we sending? We're always thinking about the next group or the next church plant. Uh, you know our church. Just to give a little background on that, our church has grown from when we were in Boston. Um, our church in Boston that was part of the New Thing Network that is part of Community Christian Church. Uh, we had about five churches uh, at that time. The the Re- Reunion Christian Church was the fifth church plant. When we moved here five years ago, we were about 170. Right now, we're at 2,500 churches in 22 different countries. And, it's, and it continues to grow, all with that mentality of who's next. So we send great people from our church to other churches all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not easy. No. you know. But I think when you have this scarcity mentality of, oh my gosh, I need to keep these folks here. Or I can't pour you know, into other people what somebody poured into me because they become competition. I think everything kind of goes downhill from that point on. We serve a God who is the who's the creator of all things. He, yeah. he has a large heart. There's room for everybody, Yeah, you know? I completely uh, agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's about community, the kingdom, building up other leaders. Yeah. I feel like so many times leaders just start to, like, hog the stage instead of, like, letting younger... <laughs> Or newer, mm-hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be younger, but just other people, letting other people inv- to be involved. Yeah. The kind of claim, sometimes worship leaders can be tempting to claim your territory and yeah. not, not give up some space. We have on, on mm-hmm. that, Matt, we, uh, our lead pastor just put out a, a shame, you know, shameful plug here, but uh, <laughs> a book called Hero Maker, mm-hmm. which is all about what we just talked about. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about apprenticeship. It's all about multiplication. And, and the term even Hero Maker is... Uh, you know, a lot of times we want to be the hero. That's when we want the spotlight just on us. We want a bigger stage. We want a bigger audience, all that stuff. But what does it look like if I'm actually taking those dreams that God maybe placed in my heart and I'm helping other people, you know, yep. accomplish those dreams? I mean, yep. the mm-hmm. influence is so much bigger when we begin to hero make instead right. of trying to be the hero. Right. But it's it's counterintuitive. It's counter-social, yeah. cu- counter-cultural even. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I guess if a worship leader is wanting to take the weight off of some of their leading, they need to be training up and raising up other yeah. leaders. That's it. Basically. That's Not it. taking it on themselves. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty basic. So what <laughs> would you say, when, when should a worship leader take a weekend off? Like, what are some, if there's a dashboard and there's warning lights of like, you're on the course for burnout here, you know, time to get service on your vehicle. You know, what would be maybe a warning light for a worship leader that need, they need to take some time off? Uh, I think every every quarter, at least once, I would, I would start there. And then I would start with after, because we all know there are periods that we're running the hardest. So at, and for us, for example, mm. it's Easter, Christmas, and then the beginning of the fall. Those are crazy periods for us. 
So along outside of the you know four four times a year that you're taking off because it's just the quarter that I need to take off, um, I'm going you know know your rhythms, know where you're running the hardest, uh, and and just set that up ahead in advance. Um, a lot of this too, man. I mean, it's such a bigger conversation than just like, hey, we all need rest. We all we all know we need rest, but why why do we find ourselves in spots that we that we can't find it? Uh, that we're you know experiencing burnout i think it's it's a much bigger conversation a part of it too is is like are you ahead of scheduling do you know who's your band next week for example or or do you know who your, who your band is eight weeks from now you yeah. know what i mean or yeah. <laughs> 10 weeks from now because yeah. if you're running if you're running just on this week you're always going to yeah. do that so yeah. there are so many things that we can do so many there's so many ways that we can actually create uh, a culture where you have space to know what you're you know running towards know the why behind everything and then know yourself like self-awareness is so huge so knowing the seasons yeah. i know after every december 24th i need to take a week off yeah. so i'm going to put that in there i'm going to have a conversation with my boss and now i don't even have any i don't even have to have the conversation <laughs> anymore he knows it i know it we both know that if i keep going there by mid you know, February, I'm done. I'm going to hate him. He's going to hate me. Our people are going to not like me. It's going to be bad. So I have to know who I am. I have to know my strengths and weaknesses. I have to know how I operate. And, uh, you know, right after Easter, we usually try to take at least, you know, a Sunday off. Um, you know, after the fall, there's a little in between the end of the fall and the beginning of December that there's a week there that Thanksgiving, sometimes it's on Thanksgiving or the week after that we go, okay, here's a good spot, kind of <clears throat> kind of a lull uh, to take some time off. Um, yeah, I mean, and those are the things that I do. I'm, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I, <laughs> I think you have to find your own rhythms. Everyone yeah. has to find their own yeah. rhythms. And But once a quarter, if you're not taking at least once a quarter Sunday off, you're going to die at some point. Right. Yeah. And you got to set yourself up, like you said, you, you got to set yourself up for a legit time off. Because right. if you're not... If you haven't prepared, if you haven't scheduled out, you know, ahead of time, songs, every right. like rehearsal went well, all of that, um, then you're going to be stressed on that day. Something might happen the Saturday, Saturday night. Right. You know what I mean? Just set yourself up for success there where you can have a yeah. legit day off. Actual freedom. <laughs> yeah. Preparation. One of our, one of our arts directors here, he says, artists love to procrastinate, right? Mm -hmm. Just procrastinate early. <laughs> That's what he says. Procrastinate a little earlier, like two months ahead. Uh, you know, so just set yourself up for success by yeah. being prepared. And I feel like that's a whole conversation in and of itself. Using the right tools, mm -hmm. like planning center online. You know, having mm, you know tracks, tracks and yeah. you know. <laughs> there's so there's so many things that we can do, and I feel like there's so many things that we can utilize today. Right. To have healthy cultures in our churches. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, we just we just actually got to start doing those yeah. things. Guys, we could probably keep talking for like an hour. Yeah. So, there is so much we could talk about here, but I feel like this is this kind of whets the appetite, gets the thoughts going yeah. on, like yeah. gets worship leaders thinking about burnout and also raising up other leaders. Yeah. It's really important. So, uh, yeah. Luke, Lucas and Evelyn, thank you guys for your hearts for worship leaders, worship pastors, worship <laughs> pastors, because I agree with you on that, man. Yeah. Um, and if you guys have not yet, make sure you check out Community Music. Spotify, Apple Music. Check yeah. out their latest single, Make Room. We have all the tracks on Loop Community. You guys will yeah. love it. It's a killer song. 
And uh, guys, it's been fun getting to know you more. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having us. Likewise, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for what you guys are doing yeah. there, Luke, man. We really appreciate Me it. Too. Appreciate hope you guys. Hopefully we can continue partnering in the future. Yeah, bro. Take care. Thanks for joining us on the Loop Community Podcast. Music from this episode is brought to you by John Guerra from his album, Little Songs. Make sure you check it out on Apple Music or Spotify. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, leave a review and a rating. It means a lot. We'll see you soon.